find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? It is your boy, The Wash Lord, and you are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. Yes, the world famous, the one and only, the award-winning, the award-nominated, museum-quality professional podcasting, always 24-7, y'all. This is episode 389. We are coming to you live from Hollywood, California. This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous Eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers, original music by Lakey Inspired. We are just less than two weeks away from the new rebrand launch of the show. Guys, we got a special episode today. Let's get right the fuck into it. So anyways, um, I think I did start off the show uh, Monday saying that I was sick and I took Monday off completely. No golf lessons, no nothing. And then um, I don't think it was COVID. Um, Should have got tested, maybe, who knows. But uh, I'm still a little sore, but I played a little golf this week. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to be outside. Like I just get some stretch in you know, drink a lot of fluids and all that other stuff. Um, I feel better. I got a um, special day tomorrow. I'll get into that after the interview. Uh, Speaking of interviews, yes, we have Eric Lottery, fucking golf sensation. When I say sensation, I'm talking about, you know, um, he just blew up. And it's amazing his come up, and we'll get into that. If you haven't heard of him, then um, I'm sure you should go to his page. I mean, he went viral, viral in a spot that I just never thought it could happen. Getting into it, people are mad. Sodium levels in people's fucking bodies are just crazy. And people think that they're hating on me. And that's not the case. Um, I get dummies, you know what I'm saying, saying stupid shit like... uh oh man, this dude of divorce is killing them and this and that. And I mean, it ain't been the best year. It ain't the divorce per se. I think there's so many other things that I'm not allowed to talk about because there is a gag order from the court. But I think 100% of the comments that I have seen have been wrong. I don't know if, if it's something I would discuss later just because it'd be disrespectful to... um the other side and she definitely don't want it out there that's for goddamn sure so i think that right there speaks volumes because there's, there's really nothing else you know to say you know what i'm saying it's just i live better now than i did then and i mean as far as like where i am you know and i've said this before you know uh i don't have to answer to anybody anymore I didn't mind it before, but once, you know what I'm saying, pretty much I was really given a choice, you know, this is where I'm at. 
So I'm not selling bear bricks because I need the money. Selling bear bricks because I work with network and that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So people being mad at me really came about this whole Israel-Palestine shit. And um, I've already discussed it here on the show. Now, what's crazy again is people are just doing the dumbest shit in the world. Before we even get into that, there's a clip that has been going viral mostly on the um, the right side, uh, the conservative side, right? And I follow some conservative pages just because we definitely align with certain, you know, beliefs, which is fine. LeBron James went to go see his son play basketball for the first time at USC, made his debut on Sunday. And when he walked in, he walked in during the national anthem. I think anybody who knows me and has followed me for a long time knows I don't like LeBron James, right? I forgot why I didn't like him. I don't care. I can't say I'm a fan of his, but I respect the man. You know, he is doing his thing. But yes, the national anthem is going on. He's walking in with his daughter, his other son, his wife. And when I really think about it, do I love this country? Yes. Is it disrespectful to not take your hat off during the national anthem and you know pay attention? It, it is, and I usually do. I just think that he is such a big celebrity and to try to avoid shit and whatever and not make it about him or whatever, he's just kind of just trying to walk into the game and just watch his son play. And this is somebody who don't really fuck with him like that. But, you know, I rock with dude. I've done a few of his shows now and everything, but I just think motherfuckers want to be mad for no reason. To make it that big a thing, when you think of somebody who could really, enter, like if it was Taylor Swift or somebody else and, Maybe Taylor would just, I just don't think he's, he was even conscious of it. Now, I think that people need to chill the fuck out. I don't think he does not love our country. And there's all these other crazy things because, you know, he's a, a Democrat who gives a fuck. My issue now is that the anti-Semitism is a real thing. It's hard for me not to side on one side when my family is one thing, but it's, I just bring facts out, right? And I've already said this, both sides are wrong, but there is definitely an underdog. You come into somebody's house and say they can't defend themselves and they say, oh, they're killing this, they're killing that. And again, I bring up the fact that there's fucking 2 billion Muslims and there's 16 million Israelis or Jewish people, I'm sorry, not even Israelis. And then we go on the fact of the word genocide. How the fuck is there genocide? Genocide wipes out an entire fucking uh, race. If anything, shit, Middle Eastern Muslims have multiplied in bigger numbers. It's the actual opposite of genocide, if you think about it, right? If I tell you there's a sale and I raise the price by two, 300%, the fuck is that? There ain't no sale, right? But all the bullshit's got to stop, okay? First of all, fuck Harvard University 
as a school, business, administration, and again, university. And fuck President Gay. Them letting that fucking Israeli girl or the Jewish kid get bullied and get fucked with and not protect that person, that's just fucking crazy. Okay? It's just disgusting. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go look it up because I don't want to spend too much time on that. Right? The people who are supporting the free Palestine movement, I will say this. Y'all are wasting your fucking time. I understand. Kids are getting killed. People are dying. Like I said, 99% of those people have never been to Palestine, have no actual direct family there, have no ties to it. So, oh, well, Ben, are you not human? You don't have anything for humanity? You, You don't have any compassion? Again, we got kids dying here. We have direct responsibilities here in the United States. We have direct problems here in the U.S. that we need to address. We have homeless motherfucking people here. Meanwhile, sending billions to there, to Gaza, sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Nah, dog, no. We are fucked up here. Our economy is fucked up, and it could have been prevented. I'm not going to get into politics. I'm just saying, you guys boycotting McDonald's, Starbucks, Zara, all this other bullshit, that shit ain't going to cure nothing. Okay? Oh, yeah. We've taken fucking uh, Starbucks stock down. You think, motherfucker, you think you're going to stop Starbucks? I said this shit. I don't agree with Target when they were doing the fucking LBGTQ shit. And pushing it for kids. I totally disagree with it. Did I stop shopping at Target? No, because it ain't going to stop anything. And it's not the ideology of like, you know, oh, well, you know, Ben don't stand for shit. I'm a fucking realist. The owner of Target himself isn't going out there trying to murder people. The owner himself, whether he agreed, tried to do whatever, some people just try to be like, oh, look, it, I don't want to offend this party. I don't want to offend this party. But you dumb motherfuckers yelling free Palestine, white people, Asian, random ass people are out there protesting in Seattle, blocking up four or five city blocks and holding up traffic for hours. Y'all gonna fuck around and find out the wrong way and get hurt. Stop the Bay Bridge like a few weeks ago and people getting fucking beat up here and there. And I'm surprised that Oakland didn't get really crazy with that shit, okay? But I will say, yesterday, the 110 freeway southbound was stopped for at least two hours. Now, there were some Mexican motherfuckers out there that were like, fuck this, I'm not dealing with this shit. And they started whooping on people, said, we ain't waiting for the CHP, you know, and they took business into their own hands. Look, I used to live five blocks from where they're protesting. My office is seven blocks from there, right? This ain't your fight. You're messing with your health at this point for something that you may believe in when we got issues here that need to be addressed. You think Israel and Palestine are going to cease fire because of you guys blocking the freeway and doing all this other shit you want to be heard? It's counterproductive. I get having a peaceful protest. 
put stop in traffic on the freeway when multiple, several school buses filled with kids were trying to get to school, let alone people trying to get to hospitals. I'm telling you, man, it's going to end bad for y'all. This is just stupid as fuck. This shit is counter fucking productive. Okay. This ain't no political channel. I thought about it the other day. I was like, look, I don't mind having a politician on here eventually talking about certain things, but I want you to understand ranting and being mad aren't the same thing. I have 10 different tones in my voice and energy. Being mad is not good for your health. I said that before. But I'm talking about there are people who deserve to be mad, right? But then there's fake mad. Fuck around, block people's traffic, man. I'm just like, yo, Jesus Christ. If I was sitting in that 110 freeway traffic, for real, for real, for two hours, motherfuckers is getting fucked up, bro. Like I said, I understand your cause. We got people right there on the side. There's homeless people that are out there. Yeah, fuck it, I'll jump in. They don't know what the fuck's going on. You out there protesting, talking about free fucking Palestine, ban Starbucks, ban McDonald's, boycott fucking Coca-Cola, whatever, while you're shooting on your iPhone as being fucking made in a fucking factory in China, wearing Nike shoes that are being made by fucking slave workers. All right, I'm done with that rant. <laughs> Look, it's early as fuck. I-, I want you guys to understand, I am not here to be liked. Just here to spit some facts, spit some truth. I didn't say shit about pro-Israel, none of that, whatever, pro-Jew. I'm just letting y'all know. But we are going to take a break, pay a couple bills, and get into this Eric Lottery interview. All right, y'all. In an era where watching sports means making money from your couch, there's only one team to join. Captain Picks. Captain Picks was created to help break all bookies for beginning betters or seasoned veterans. Strategy, expertise, bankroll management. By signing up for a daily, weekly, or monthly subscription, you receive an all-access pass to strategy and picks, delivered directly to you from our captains all over the world, 24-7. Use promo code VCASH at checkout to get a buy one, get one free on any one-time membership purchase at CaptainPicks.com. Wager. Watch. Win. Captain Picks. The time to win is now. Yo, 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 BTB Army, we have a very special guest. It's been a minute since we had guests. You know, I was going solo dolo forever. Not on some hater shit, I just felt like with part three, you know, we had guests and stuff, and I don't really talk about golf on this show, but now with the change of format, we got golf. And today, I I could think of so many people that I'd invite on this show, but there was someone that just touched me, no homo, in a real different way. You know what I'm saying? He reigns from North Carolina, my dog Eric Lottery. What's good, bro? What's happening, my boy? What's going on, man? Happy to be here, baby. What's good? 
What we got? Duh. <laughs> Bruh, I mean, look, I'm not even going to sit here with no shenanigans, no extras, no ad lib. Let's just get right the fuck into it. By the Let's way, go. you know, this is me unfiltered talking. I don't talk about jewelry on here. I don't talk about like, I just get more into real life situations, but we talk about golf and I just, your story's so interesting. First off, bro, when'd you get into golf and why? Um, So I got into golf probably like the end of uh, 2021. Um, I was actually on vacation with uh, my boy Keel and his wife and my old lady. And we were at a driving range. Big Keel actually plays a lot of golf. And we was at a driving range and uh, I was hitting balls and I just continuously kept striping them, dog. Like I was striping them back to back to back. And bro was just like, yo, have you ever actually played? Because, you know, like I'm not, I'm not saying that I was like hitting them up in the air or anything like that. But if I was duffing them, like rolling them on the ground, they were going straight. If they were in the air, they were going straight. So bro was like, yo, you should try this. And, uh, you know, it took him like a good month to talk me into it, bro. And then we finally got out there, bro. And uh, the first time I ever played, I shot a 107. That's with like, you know, a max is an eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a couple of eights on that motherfucker. But, okay. you know, I actually, the first time I ever played, I parred like two holes and everything. Damn, so, for real? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was super wild. Par 70, par, par 72? Uh, par 72, I believe, yeah. What course was it? This was Charles uh, Charles T. Myers, the Chuck, my home course. Okay, your home course. That's what's up, man. Yeah, first course I ever played. So what were you doing before you became a famous golf influencer? I mean, I've been I've been doing music for like the past uh, 10, 15 years, bro. Like that was that's been my bread and butter uh, that and I did, um, you know, I did film as well. Like I did a lot of videography for a lot of rappers and I would say, like, I mean, probably the biggest rapper I've ever did a video for was uh, probably Big Pooh from Lil Brother. But that's that was, like, my main ticket right there. Like, video really made me all my money. And, you know, rap had a lot of money as well. I would get paid for shows and, you know, monthly from the streaming. But it wasn't nothing like this. Nothing like how golf is acting, bro. I'm going to tell you that much for sure. Bro, you shook the world up. It was funny when I was talking to Mike from TaylorMade. He had said he talked to you, and this is really early on when like the vid, like the first maybe the third video had just came out finally, and he's like, you know what, bro, I talked to dude, and he was like, yo, I was a rapper, like never my wildest dreams that I expect this shit to happen, and just you know, you embraced it, and the, the and the community, yeah. look at, I don't know, I don't really see no hateful shit on your page, I get a lot on mine, but the community has embraced you, bro, and that's a that's a the golf community is a really tough community to win over. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I get a lot of hate for sure. Oh, you, know you do? What I'm saying? Okay. But, yeah, but like, I think the thing is, is that like, I like answer people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always said, you know what I mean? Like, since the beginning of this, like, if you're going to come on my page and talk shit, like, and it's going to be a conversation. Like, I'm going to have a conversation with you. And like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, talk crazy on the internet. I don't let none of that shit get to me, bro. But I like really just like kind of like, hit them back with like either real facts or just make them feel stupid. And before you know it, bro, like half of the trolls that I done got into it with, bro, they end up following me. They end up like, yo, bro, I actually fuck with you, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, fuck that. I was tripping. I was hating. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. It always happens, bro. It always happens, yeah. man. So you're about, shit, yeah, you're like two years deep right now into this. And like, what's your favorite thing about golf so far? 
I mean, you mean as the actual game, like how everything, play, the or, culture, golf. I mean, just the, a, the best thing about golf is peace, bro. Like I get so much peace playing golf. Right. Like I'll literally, I could literally be out there, and sometimes, you know, I don't think or look at my phone for hours. Yeah. Bro. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't answer my phone. I don't. I don't do none of that, bro. I literally just smell the air. I, you know, I look at the sun. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I really just. I be peaceful as shit out there, bro. That's like the best part about the game to me. And that's what makes me want to continuously play it because it's peaceful, bro. Like not to mention hitting some good shots, but like the peace that you get out there and just being able to get away from shit, bro. Like that's like my favorite part of golf for sure. Nah, for sure, bro. What would you say the the club that your favorite club in your bag that you hit the best? I would, bro. I was 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 going to answer it, Doc. (laughs) Yo, I was going to answer. And what is it? It's a Cobra, right? It's a uh, it's a PXG actually. I'm sorry, PXG. My bad, bro. PXG. Yeah. I got a Cobra uh, pitching wedge, and I love that club too. Those are my two favorite clubs: my pitching wedge and my five wood. Your pitching wedge is cool. Your five wood, I've never seen. Like you know, people have a range. Like, like oh, this is my one sixty club, my one thirty club, my one forty club. You hit yeah. that motherfucker four different wide ranges. You was like, nah, yeah. five wood. I'm like, okay, well. All right, what is 180? Like, yep, five wood. I'm like, okay, what is 150? Okay, five wood. I'm like, hold on, bro. That's 30 yards difference, bro. Are you sure? He's like, trust me. And sure enough, you get it right there on the money. Bro, I, I hit it from 130 to 190. Real like shit. I hit you, it from you, 130 to 190. So that day you hit it 150, you hit it 180. And then I think also there was like a 125 and then you kind of a little bit overshot the green. Remember on that one part five, you overshot yeah, the green. I was like, yeah. this motherfucker then just went like 60 yards in range on one club. He must really, that's like your little, that's your Bro, lightsaber. I, I don't know what, I don't know what <laughs> I did with that, that club. Cause when I first, that's the only club I've ever bought. You know what I'm saying? So when I actually bought it, I just was like, y'all want a five wood. Cause like I wasn't hitting the four, the four iron really well. And, you know, my five iron is cool, but I needed a little bit more distance. But I got that club the first two days I had it. It was trash, bro. I couldn't hit it to save my life. And then for whatever reason, bro, I just dialed it in like the third day. I was about to take it back, bro. And the third day, I started striping that bitch. Oh, so I was like, man. Let that motherfucker go crazy. Oh, so I just man. kept that motherfucker. I kept it running, bro. And uh, now it's like the... It's my go-to, bro. I hit it, shit. I got down. I hit damn near every part three with it. That's just crazy, bro. So I gotta ask, um, how did this PGA tour, Eric Lottery, RNG voiceover collab? Like, how did this happen, bro? How'd they reach out to you? Like, how'd that fucking happen, bro? Bro, to be totally honest with you, it's rather cliche, bro. They just hit me up in the DM. Was like, yo, I love what we loved your videos. Uh, and we wanted to see if there's any way that we can collaborate. And I hit them up and the PGA you know, the PGA t- tour page slid in the DMs. They slid in the DMs for sure. Wow. Yeah, bro. for sure. Absolutely. And uh, you know, they uh they wanted me to come out to um to do some stuff with them. And it was just a bad time for what I had going on. Um, so I told him, I was like, you know, I'll do some voiceovers for like the, the golfers that I rock with, 
And I was like, you know, I want to do Ricky Fowler. And then I did Ricky Fowler's. And then Justin Thomas was in the comments like, damn, Rick made it. We're mine. That type shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I, yeah, I hit them up. And I was like, yo, uh, see if you can, you know, see if you can follow Justin. And, you know, they just send me the footage. Like, I don't pull up on them or nothing and do it. They send me the footage. Um, but then after that, you know, I actually reached out to them and asked them to do Max's. Because me and I met Max. Uh, through the DM, and I was like, "Yeah, I rock with bruh, So let let me try and and do that. And then after that, they just put a compilation together over the season for the ones that I did, and they posted it. So, Damn, yeah, I was. I thought you was there, was so I didn't know. Yeah, man, does Justin Thomas follow you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Speaking of all that shit, man. So who was the coolest PGA or live professional tour pro that you've ever met or that's ever reached out to you? Like, who's the coolest out of all those people? Out of anyone? I'm. Be, uh, I'm I, I mean, it's like, it's really a toss up between two dudes because I, I talk to them a lot and they're like super cool. And that's uh, Dylan Fratelli and um, Luke Donald. Wow. Yeah, I talk to them a lot. They're like, I would never you know think that you and Luke had something to talk. That's crazy. Yeah, right, right, right. Nah, he like, I don't say like I hit him up on the phone or nothing like that. No, but no, just like yeah. he replies to stories and, you know, I reply to his shit. And like, you know, we I talk to him more than I talk to Justin or I talk to Rick, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I talk to Max a little bit, too. But um, Luke right. Donald and Dylan Fratelli, for sure. Me and I, I'm going to do something with Dylan Fratelli. That's the homie. Hold on. Have you played a, have you played a PGA Tour Pro-Am yet? Nah, nah, nah. Uh-uh. Oh, I ain't got man. no agent, bro. I don't be knowing how to get on them joints. Bro, bro I, I got to no try to get you on Farmers or something, bro, because it's a, it's a different vibe. The only negative part is, and it's not really negative, is the PGA Tour doesn't provide, like, even the players, you know, that everyone's an independent contractor. So, like, Justin Thomas could be fucking Dylan, anybody. They got to pay for their own flight. That's why you see motherfuckers, they fly PJ, they fly Southwest, they take an RV, they got to take care of their own, you know, travel and, and uh, yeah. you know, hotels. So, like... That's the only downside of it. But when you get there, bro, the swag you get, the the food, the access, because, you know, you're a participant, you're a player, like, it get nerve-wracking for a little bit. Take, like, three holes for you to finally be like, oh, shit, it's motherfuckers over here. Like, you know, they filming this. It's like, dang, it's... It, it, you, hey, you was nervous when you played that joint, Yeah, bro? my first time was in Japan, but, like, you know, when we came back to the States, it's like you see the tour trucks outside. They had tour trucks in Japan, too, but I'm talking about, like, you know it's a different thing. And like yeah. everyone's so cool. Like all the tour prayer, you know what I'm saying? Ricky was one of the first ones that came up to me and he was like 60 yards away from me and he stopped the fence. I was like, who the fuck? I was like, oh shit, walked up. I was coming out of the um, TaylorMade tour truck. You know, he played the TP5 ball, which you play that ball too. And he's like, yeah. what's up? I was like, man, no, I'm just, I'm nervous. He's like, man, I'd be nervous, man. I seen you play. You know, you're cool. And I was like, man, I don't know. And that was me you know, a, almost a year deep into it, I felt good, and I ended up playing like like crazy, play great. But it was, it look, dog, it's a different vibe, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. You're gonna love them, and you're gonna start like you're gonna be like, yo, I gotta play like three of these bitches a year. Yeah, nah, I mean, everybody be telling you know, Roger, Roger got to play with uh, Rory McIlroy this year. So yeah, he was that telling was me crazy. about that. I was like, damn, bro, like. For real, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely want to try that one day. There's two ways of playing I wanted playing to it. get better. I wanted to get better before No, for I did sure, that, for you sure. You know what I mean? But, but bro, they I got think dudes I'm good out, enough to play now. They got dudes out there who can't break 120. They're just rich as fuck. <laughs> oh, but, like, shit. I'm just saying, like, so it's different. But, like, they do it different ways. They do it pairings. That's why Roger yeah. was so lucky because he got to... And then they do foursomes. It just depends on the event. So, um, as of today, right now, 
do you know, do you have a handicap? Like, do you have a current handicap? Do you know what your handicap is? I mean, if I was to guess, I don't know what it is, but if I was to guess, I would say like a 16 or 17, something like that. I, I get 20 at tournaments, but that's because I have no idea what it is. And I will shit the bed, bro. I'll go out there and shoot a, <laughs> I'll, bro, I'll shoot a 110 like it's nothing. I don't really, you know, and it won't really even trip about it. You know what I'm saying? So, but then again, I'll get out there and shoot like a 93 and, and no, for sure. Done, yeah, walked away with a 73 on the ass. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't really know what it is, bro. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. No, in fact, you just made me think about something. So so what's your favorite course that you've played at, period? Uh, probably, it's, I mean, in terms of difficulty or just all around? Just like, that. damn, man, this is this is an amazing course. It's just like... Probably Desante, bro, when we played in Mexico. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was a sure. beautiful course. Come on, yeah, TPC Desante. Like, yeah, that was like the that was like probably the most beautiful course I've ever seen. Like, whole and you know, was did you crazy. see my name was there? I was supposed to go, I couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my dog Stephen Mobbin, the whole fam, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, you supposed to be at Pinehurst too, bro. Yeah, no, you? bro. Yeah, yeah, dog. You know, it's been a rough year for me, bro. So you know, I was supposed to be at both. I was sick. You know, that not sick like I'm sick. Sick like mentally, I couldn't. I just yeah. couldn't be there. All right, what's the course that you really want to play? Yeah, I really Tory Pines. What? Oh, yeah, I'll, take play, it, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, Man, Mike. Yeah, I played a lot on PGA Tour, and no, that's like, a beautiful I, course, bro. That's where yeah, Farmers is. Fire. The yeah. good thing is, Stranger Mike, he can get you on there anytime. And really? it's a hardcore. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to get a tee time, like to get a good one. In fact, you know what? Maybe me, you, and Stranger should go and, and play that course. It's. it's I'm down. Bro. I'm gonna Let say this though. I'm going. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's windy and it's long as a motherfucker, bro. If you yeah. can, like, I'm gonna keep it a buck. It's a tough course, dog. It's a tough one, man. Oh, I believe it. It's tough on PGA Tour, the game. Yeah. So I'm already knowing <laughs> in real life that motherfucker go crazy. <laughs> really. And plus, bro, you see, I don't know if you remember, like, I'm always wearing either, like, I bought every. So what so happened was when I, when I won the, uh, the Farmers, yeah. they gave me a $3,000 gift card to Tory's gift pro shop bro do you know i got all my kids nike dry fit jacket vest i got the vest i got three jackets i got two vests i got 15 polos like bro you know all the Damn. toy pants because you know that's a legendary course so you know have all the toy pine swag it's lit and so, they gave that to you when you played when we won yeah they you get yeah, a thousand okay, okay. for entering but then we won so they gave us an extra two bands Jeez. yeah so i was in people buying clubs and shit and all that. i was like no, i don't need no clubs motherfucker. i was in there going crazy um, so what's the future for RNG dog? Like, where do you see yourself in RNG in five years? You know, what, what are your goals for that, for that brand in your, in your golf career? I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean, I got a lot of things like outside of golf that are like bubbling that will probably just pop just because of what RNG is doing. But in five years, I want to see RNG as like a household brand for like, um, you know, golf clothing, golf apparel. Um, I want to you know, maybe get a couple of uh, flagship stores up, you know what I mean? Like, damn, okay. And I, I really want it to be like a thing where you have to come and get the experience. Like if you want to buy my clothes, you either get it from my website or you come to one of my stores. Like you can't get it on 
like any store, like stores aren't selling it. You got to come to my store to get it. But like, if you come to my store, I want it to be, you know, like an experience. Like we might have a simulator in that bitch. We might have a bar in there. You know, we might have a pool table in that motherfucker. Like, you know, whatever the case may be, like we, you know, we playing good music, that type of vibe. And like in five years, I just really want to see it see rng as a brand there you know what i mean like rng what i do on those videos that's just me being me like you're gonna get that in anything that i'm doing out mm. of everything that i do so you know what i'm saying rng is just really like me so you know in five years i just want the brand to be just something bigger and just a household name like a lot of people know about it now but i just know that in five years like the word is going to travel and i i know i'll have done so much shit in five years but it's only been a year it ain't even been a year yet like i yeah. went viral in january of this year yeah and i've done all that i did you know in 2023 just this year bro and it feels like it's been way longer bro but it hasn't even it been actually it does it does feel yeah. like it's longer you know what i'm saying because i followed you i told you you was at like 12, 13, no, yours, maybe like 20 something thousand. And it was, um, I jumped in early, bro, you know. Um, and it's crazy, bro, like, you know, because the lack of black people in the game. And, um, yeah. you know, I tend to, in a way, people could be like, oh, fuck you. Well, bro, you know, I only grew up around black and Jewish people all my life. I didn't grow up around Korean people, right? I think, you know, you, you could tell from, you hung out with me for five, six hours, bro. You like, you think you know, I'm not, <laughs> I didn't, you know, I ain't like the regular. I don't know, just a state. And again, too, if I was younger, it would make more sense. But the fact that, you know, I grew up in a time where it just wasn't the relationship between Asians and blacks was just non existent. Um, yeah. What's like a personal goal for you? Like, because I, at first it was fun. And then, you know, you just broke 90 last week. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. What's your ideal goal? Like, do you want to shoot par one day? Do you want to just be like, fuck this, I want to break 80? Or, like, what's your real personal... I mean, I think my my main goal, of course, is I want to be scratched. Like, I want to be a scratch golfer, of course. Yeah. But the only way... Like, I got a pretty good short game. Like, But the only way that I'm going to get to scratch is if I can get more yards off the tee, bro. And that's just, like, my my hardest part right now, bro. I done hopped in the gym. I'm working out every day. Like, nah, bro, I'm going to figure out a way to clap these bitches at least like 300, bro. Bro, I'm going like, to keep 100. I need to see a 300 for sure. I'm going to keep 100. If you could find a solid coach that can just get you to work on body rotation, just that alone, right? Just that alone and maybe when he can alter your swing because your swing has came a long way. Yeah. Bro, you're going to be surprised how 20 yards comes. You got to remember on the PGA Tour, if someone, a, a pro tour pro could add 5, 10 yards, it's a massive deal. For amateurs like us, especially in, you ain't figured out, you got 50 to 60, 70 yards in your bag right now that ain't even been used yet. You know what I mean? Because you haven't learned how to rotate. Same with me. I still got like 25, 30 yards that I know I can get on each club. So, you know, I'm just, I always told you that before. I know you're busy doing your thing and I know you play a lot, but, um, I'm telling you, bro, invest in that. And that's like investing in your, you know, in your business and your property. It's something I think you should do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people tell me that, uh, that I should definitely try some lessons, but I'm, you know, like a lot of the best coaches and instructors have shown interest in trying to give me lessons. Like, um, dog, reach out but, to him, bro. I mean, I think the whole thing is, is that like, 
I just want somebody here. Like, I, I want somebody that oh, I can yeah, pull yeah, up on. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? No, like, I hear, I the online you. shit is cool, but like, nah, it's, like, it's not the same. On somebody. Yeah. When you've you been playing, I mean? when you've been playing for 30 or 40 years, like Malbin has, he can do that seven minute FaceTime lesson, bro. It's different. Yeah. You know, and by the way, bro, there's like two or three simulator companies that reached out to me. All three of them are the best ones in the game. But now that Rapsodo one that you could just take anywhere, you know, it's a miniature track, man. You could take it on the course, take anywhere. You could take it anywhere. And it's really accurate. Claude Harmon is endorsing them. Trotty's endorsing, you know, like, um, they've reached out to me, bro. I'm going to fuck around and get both of us one. You'd be, yeah, you'd be, it, 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 I don't need, I, I need it for real. Bro, it'll help you a lot understand your numbers. And you'll start yeah. really being able to dial in each club. Yeah. You know, you know. That's my, I mean, that's my biggest thing that I need help with, bro, is them fucking irons, bro. <laughs> like my fairway woods, I'm cool with the fairway woods, but the irons from from down four to seven, bro, are just like, they all go the same length, bro. <laughs> they all go the same <laughs> length, bro. Every single one of them goes 70 yards, bro. Like it's ridiculous. Look, bro, bro I got rid of my four iron, right? I replaced it with a four hybrid, right? My five iron and my six iron, I'm finally, for the first time, I'm striking my five and six pretty decent, right? I don't really, you know, I'm like, I mean, when those yardages come in, like those yardages will come into play like at that eh, 165, probably like 170 to like 185, 190. Those are where those five and six iron come in. And it's just like, but again, I've really like, I feel like I'm striking my irons the best. In fact, you know what, man? Tell the listeners, bro, it's different because it's very few people. I mean, I play with a lot of people, but, you know, people on part three have heard it. As far as this podcast behind the ball are like, tell the listeners, tell my fans, you've seen my game. We played 18 together, bro. Yeah. What's my game like, bro? Uh, you, I mean, you're good, bro. You, you, you can play, bro. You can play your ass off, bro. You was, uh, you was balling out there, bro. You definitely was clapping that bitch off the tee. Certified. I give you that. You know what I mean? You was, you was dropping, you was dropping shit on the pin and you was hitting putts, bro. You had, you had pretty much everything, bro. I mean, we both like out of the 18 holes, you know what I'm saying? I probably slid about Eight puts, nine puts. You probably slid about three. That's yeah. about it, bro. Everything else, mm -hmm. bro. You was you was two putting. You know what I mean. You was doing pretty well out there, bro. So, I mean, I respect the game, bro. And we ain't gonna do nothing but get better, bro. That's oh, what no. I'm saying. It's like early in the game. No, nah, so. man. You know they consider yeah. you still new up till about four years. So, like, you know, we got yeah, we got some saying. we got some time, bro. We got some time. We done broke 90, and I, I shit, I did in less than a year. You did in way less than a year, bro. Yeah. You done broke uh, 80, ain't you, already? Yeah. 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 See what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah, man. You know, my goal is to, you know, to shoot par, but scratch is a different thing than shooting par. I think people don't understand that. Like, when you get scratch, that's on any course, any, any rating, any motherfucking yeah. like you know like because we played a tough course pro angeles that jack nicholas course was i know yeah. you was like god damn bro so, yeah you know. it was a bitch for sure so the last thing i ask any guest that come on the show every guest has to be asked this question bro is there anything you want to ask me <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> shoot, why, bro, you leave, shoot. why you leave part three man why you leave part three so it's it's a funny thing. I addressed it on the last episode. Um, they just addressed it on part three too. You know, bro, there was some creative differences between like the management 
And I think that there was too many cooks in the kitchen. And mm. that cliche term, I've never really, I've experienced it, but it's been a long time. And I think we had a group chat with like 11 people in it. And I think all 11 people thought like, oh, you didn't, you didn't turn the light off? Oh, you didn't, you didn't turn the light off? You didn't turn, I thought you was going to turn it off. I thought you was going to turn it off. You kind of get what I'm yeah. saying? Now we yeah. go on the trips doing this. JR busy as fuck. I'm busy as fuck. Steven busy as fuck. But it came down to, there was also some politics. And I don't mean like Republican, Democrat. I'm talking about there was some politics going on. And I just felt like, look, man, I'm about to clean house. So at that point, you know, I left my agency, right? Got rid of my agent. I got rid of my manager. I got rid of my golf coach. I got rid of Ron. I got, I left the show. And like, the thing was this, I don't feel like I abandoned Steven and JR. I was a big part of the show. I created the show, right? They got an open arm welcome. Like, yo man, when you get your shit and you figure things out, divorce is tough. We get it. I'm sorry. We can't imagine whatever. Um, come back and fuck with us. So, I basically want to get through this year. This show is a top globally ranked show. No motherfucker, this show was top 10 in Botswana. I ain't never been to North Africa before in my entire life, bro. Like, how the it's fuck? Crazy. Yeah, a show it's is crazy. You know, a show does well, so you don't have a lot of motherfuckers listening to this. But I just felt like, look, let me get through the holidays. That's Thanksgiving. That's Christmas. Let me get my kids really dialed in with, with like, love and attention. Yeah. And I was really important. Let me see where we are and right after my birthday, the end of January, right? Like when Aquarius season is coming to an end, let me see where we are. If we can make something happen, boom, it'd be the greatest, you know, the MJ comeback, we do it. And I'm open, I'm open for it. I just really got a lot going on, especially with all the changes. So that was really, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's it in a nutshell, bro. Ain't no love lost, bro. JR's my guy, Steven's my guy. I think Steven a little salty, still a little mad, a little bit here and there, but he knows, deep inside he knows I love him because he put the golf clubs in my hand for the first time, you know? Yeah. But good question, man. I'm, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to know, bro, because, you know, I've been out of town and I, uh, you say you uh, said it on the podcast. I ain't been able to listen to no podcast or nothing, bro. I've been moving around so crazy. So I didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't even know Stephen Emmett spoke on it. You know what I'm saying? They just spoke on um, it, I guess, the last couple of days. And then if you go to the Par 3 page or Marvin Golf page, his page, is people in there, hey, yo, man, why is Ben not on part three? Why is Ben on part three? And Steven just ignoring it. So, like, they, we all just, both of us addressed it a couple of days ago. So, we good. Everything good, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I figured everything was good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... It's, some, it, it, it's again, it's something real minor, man. Just But but uh, I think we all can flourish. You know, everyone is killing it. I think we all... The good thing about it is all of us are, no matter what, whether we talk twice a week, every day, once every three months, we all unify, bro. So it's love. Yeah. I mean, I'm really like super happy about that because uh, you're not on there no more. I damn did the part three. That's about to drop tomorrow. And I did yours today. So I'm like just hyped that I still got to sit down and talk to all of y'all. Nah, so sure. I'm like kind of chilling with it, bro. I love it, bro. Nah, like, that's dope. Know, that's dope. Everybody got to move on and do what they got to do. And you know what I'm saying? As long as there ain't no love lost, man, it's a beautiful thing, bro. Nah, for sure, for sure bro. Hey, man, it was funny. We was on hole 14, 15. We leaving hole 14, 15 and literally through the bushes we see Sean Malto and Justin Elridge like that was funny as hell man Facts, bro. just yeah, randomly yeah. I got to play I got to play with them in um in uh Miami 
Yeah, you know, I told yeah. you, Sean is crazy. He he goes bro, low, bro. He's a stick, bro. He's yeah. a stick, bro. He was going crazy out there, bro. He can he can ball. No, for he's sure. he's an animal. He's an animal. Yo, E, I can't express to you how much I appreciate you for coming on the show, dog. If there's anything I could ever do for you, you already know RNG for life. Man, and, um, all right, man, any shout outs to anybody? Uh, I just want to send a shout out to the gang, bro. Everybody support me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that rock with the gang and, you know, they watching the videos, they buying the merch and they showing the love, bro. I appreciate everybody, bro. That's my only shouts, bro. You know what I mean? Shout out to my kids. I love my kids, baby. I love y'all. There it is. There it is. My man, Eric Lottery behind the baller. Yo, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, Christmas is 11 days away, and I'm still doing Christmas shopping for my kids, and um, I don't really feel the holiday spirit, I'll be honest with you. I don't see a shit ton of houses, lights up, my Christmas tree is naked as fuck. I don't know, it's just weird. Are y'all celebrating really hard this year, right? Happy Hanukkah to those, you know what I'm saying, that, that uh, celebrate that. I am trying to figure out a couple Christmas trips for the kids. Um, kids are still sleeping right now, and I need to hurry up and get them ready for school and all that shit. But um, I am excited for tomorrow. Got a subscriber meetup, the biggest one ever. And not because we can't have 50, 60. It's just hard for me to have that many people and give individual time. But yeah, we have a 20-person um subscriber meetup tomorrow. I have a golf meetup tomorrow in Orange County. It's going to be sick. Speaking of golf, my episode with Garrett Clark from Good Good GM Golf is live now. It's me and Garrett versus um, Martin Borgheimer and um, AJ Pujols. Filmed in Dallas, Texas weeks ago. It is live now. I'm actually surprised. It was actually, uh, wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. <laughs> and um, no mulligans, you know, you, you see some bad shots in there, but you know what I'm saying? I struck the ball well, and uh, there'll be more shit coming out. We got some more stuff. And by the way, Martin Borgheimer uploaded a different part of our match, and I won't tell you who won, but um, it was dope finally getting on the channel, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's crazy. Um, by the way, guys, one week from today, um, I'm sorry, am I tripping? Yeah, yeah, one week from today. Why the fuck? My, my brain is out of it so early. My Bear Brick auction, starting at $99 each, no reserve. They end at what they end at. My Bear Brick auction is next week, 2 p.m., December 21st, Thursday, right? Next Thursday, one week from today, only on the network app. My Bear Brick auction, there'll be three parts. This is the first part is next week, 2 p.m. Pacific time, okay, on the network app. And that's it. All right, y'all. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I will see you back on Monday. And um, that's it, man. This is not your practice life. You know the deal. I love y'all. You hear the Lakey music. We are out, y'all.